Cambridge Muslim College, training the next generation of Muslim thinkers. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The month of Ramadan is with us, alhamdulillah. I'm offering these podcasts during the holy time to help us all reconnect to Allah's book, the Qur'an. There's so much barakah in this month and we need to be paying it close attention. To fast and not to be open to the blessings and lessons of this month is no better than praying while thinking about iftar or making the had but not really noticing the Kaaba. It's a bad and a silly state. May Allah protect us from it. Ramadan Shahru Qur'an Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an, the month in which it was revealed, Unzila Fihil Qur'an, and the month of the Taraweeh prayers, in which, if we listen with open and humble hearts, we may just catch some echoes of the voice of heaven, a breath of infinity, the syncopated and blissful delight of that unique window into the unseen world which affects the heart so much. May Allah make this a month of the Qur'an for us. Nowadays, we need the book's guidance very urgently. The American writer Henry Bayman has written about the Qur'an as an agenda for dealing with the greatest threat which faces us all, the environmental crisis. I can't resist quoting his words in his book, The Secret of Islam. This is what he writes. The reason that we are faced with global crises, psychic and social disintegration, violence and dissatisfaction in the midst of plenty, and at the peak of civilization, is that we have tried to quench our thirst by material means alone. But a human being is not just a material creature. As long as his or her spiritual dimension is overlooked, entire oceans of matter will not suffice to sate the spiritual hunger gnawing inside. Yet under the mistaken impression that the problem is one of quantity, humans crave more and ever more, straining the resources of our planet that can feed everyone but, being finite, cannot satisfy a craving that is infinite. Only God, eternal life, and the assurance of personal survival after death can fill this gaping void in a person. And the priorities of God and the Spirit are different from the drive towards material excess. The Qur'an advises us to consider the ruins strewn across the earth of civilizations that were, in certain respects, superior to ours. Their remains stand as mute testimony to the fact that as long as all human needs are not met by a fine-tuned adjustment, humankind will be like a TV set out of kilter, and sooner or later self-destruct. That's all I wanted to quote from Bayman today. But he goes on beautifully to explain the importance of the example of the Holy Prophet, and to remind us that without him as example and principle, our reading of the Qur'an will be superficial and incomplete. So in the month of the Qur'an, let us dive into this extraordinary ocean to find some of its beauties to heal our bruised hearts. Who will be our guide? Well, I'm sitting here in one of my favourite places, the Arabic Library of the Cambridge Muslim College, and I'm surrounded by some of the treasures of our immense heritage, which has come down to us from past Muslim ages. There are plenty of tafsir works here, since the Cambridge Muslim College has a particular focus on the scriptural sciences. But the one I've pulled from the shelf today and want to explore as we move through our journey of Ramadan is the tafsir al-Mu'aini. Let's find out a little about this great tafsir. Its full Arabic title is Lawami al-Burhan wa Qawati al-Bayan fi Ma'ani al-Qur'an. It was written by Abu Fada'il Muhammad ibn Hassan al-Mu'aini. 
who was in his time in Central Asia, a great linguist, and his tafsir very often focuses on the linguistic uh, aspect of the Qur'an, a bit like some earlier tafsir is focusing on Arabic, Farra and Zajaj, for instance. But he also brings in a lot of doctrinal aqidah and fiqh considerations. We know a bit about the author, we know that he was blind, that he was born near Nisapur in Central Asia, so he's kind of very close to Imam al-Ghazali, although uh, a generation or so later. He dies in 537, which is 1143 of the, the Western calendar. He wrote at least one other book, uh, we know, Basair and Nazair. Uh, there's a copy of it in the Bayezid Library in Istanbul. This is a book in Persian about the Quranic words which have more than one meaning. It's quite a specialised text, but, but a respected one. In terms of his doctrine, he was Ashari. In terms of his fiqh, he was Shafi'i. And he had a range of students, including some quite famous ones like As-Samani, Ibn Asakir, and others. So, Rahimahullah, may Allah have mercy upon him. And I propose to take Imam Mu'ini as our Qur'anic rehber, or guide, this Ramadan. I'm going to focus on just one surah, Az-Zumar, which is Surah 39. Why Surah Az-Zumar? Well, partly because at CMC we've been looking at it quite closely and encouraging local Cambridge residents to memorise it. And this Ramadan, we'd like to offer you this same challenge. Make the intention to memorise this surah before the Eid. It contains some ravishingly beautiful sequences that you can use in your namaz and benefit from for the rest of your life. To help you, CMC has uploaded a YouTube recording of the whole surah recited very clearly by Ali Kila, who received his ijazah in Tajweed here in Cambridge some years ago. I like his style because it's not like so much Qur'anic reciting nowadays, which seems to be histrionic and rather screechy, unlike the more traditional styles that one used to hear. After all, the Qur'an is shifa'ul lima fi sudur, a healing for hearts, and Quite often the modern styles of Tajweed seem to increase our agitation rather than bring us the peace, the sakina, which the soul thirsts for. So Ali's style is very old school and in this calm month of fasting and reflection we can really benefit from hearing his voice and letting our souls drink from the wellsprings of God's beautiful word. What is this surah about? Surah Zumar consists of a series of reminders directed to our hearts about the all-important virtue and fact of divine unity. The kind of uproar in human hearts described by Henry Bayman is shown to be caused by our belief in many qiblas which clash and collide with each other, producing a world of tumult. Only when we see the cause of causes and reject the idea that anything else in heaven and earth might have any intrinsic power can we experience the universe and our lives as a source of sakina, of peace. Then, the surah tells us, we can hope to join the zumar, the throngs of those who head for heaven, the place where nobody can forget the one Qibla ever again, since nature there is fully transparent and the veils of the heart are gone forever. The Qur'an begins with Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, reminding the old Arabs and ourselves that to accept Tawheed is to express praise, and our surah ends with the same words. Praise is the actualization and the proof of Tawheed in all the worlds. He alone is Lord. In our next podcast, we'll be following Imam Mu'aini as he explores some of the extraordinary ways in which the Qur'an unfolds this for us. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.